This is the Human Fitness Project. We will discuss simple and sustainable ways to strengthen your mindset, nutrition and training. We'll also be going through all things Hume Fitness. I am your host, Bradley Hume. Just wanted to do a quick podcast all about patience because it's something I have struggled a lot with myself and I've noticed a lot of other people seem to be struggling with a lot too. So I've named this Results Require Patience. Now, the reason I say results require patience is because in turn they do. If you want great results, if you want sustainable results, you have to be patient. And a lot of the time, you notice this a lot with fat loss, for example, that people are doing so well on the process, they're doing so well on nailing the principles involved in losing body fat. But then they end up getting to a point where they just end up giving up because they're not getting those results straight away. And I get it. You want to see those results. You're putting in all that work and you're seeing results. And I'm going to get into that in a little while. So the reason that I've done this is it would be easy for me to just keep on telling you to give it more time, for me to keep saying, hang in there when that's not really helpful. I understand that's not helpful, but it is the truth that you need to give it more time. You need to hang on to the things that you're doing. Keep doing the things that you're doing because you're absolutely crushing it, especially if you're focusing on fat loss. You're hitting your protein. You're hitting your non-negotiables of fruit and veg, and you're hitting all of your movements and a minimum of three workouts per week. You are completely crushing your time there. So... Now I want to get into it a little bit. So how does that help if you're not seeing the results you desire? Now, before you can help, you have to identify reasons as to why you might be struggling with patience. So I've written down a couple of reasons that that might be. One of them is the fact that patience is boring. Waiting in line for Starbucks, waiting in line for McDonald's, anything, it's boring waiting. Waiting around is the most boring things that you can do. And that's why I think people struggle a lot because they get bored of the process. They're getting bored of being patient. All they want is to get in and get out. But the problem is, especially when it comes to your health and fitness, it's not a get in and get out process. The only time you actually get out of looking after yourself, putting yourself first, is essentially when we die that's the only time that we can actually completely get out because our health and our life is an ongoing thing so we have to be patient with it and play the long game it's a lot to do with the mindset that we're going if we're going into it thinking oh yeah i'm just gonna do this gonna lose a bit of body fat ready for the summer and then summer comes start eating everything again and you're back at square one well no wonder you're at square one because you only focus on the summer. Think of how you want your life to look in the next 12 months, how you want your life to look in the next two, three years. And then you can start putting in actions that will make your patience a lot easier. If you're doing something ridiculously restrictive like keto, telling yourself, oh, I can't have any chocolate, I can't have any biscuits because I've got to get summer shredded, then no wonder you're going to find it incredibly difficult and you're going to fall back. Your patience is going to be massively tested because 
it's not what you enjoy. You're taking everything away from what you enjoy in order to get something that you don't essentially know how it will feel. You don't essentially know how long it will take to get those results, but you've taken away the little joys that you have in life. So that brings me on to my second point then, is the fact that results require a mundane process. So, for example, getting your steps in, getting your workouts, doing your workouts. Essentially, to build strength, you need to do pretty much the same exercises. That can get quite boring because you're doing the exact same exercises. However, to accurately and more specifically target your progressive overload, you have to do the same exercises in order to progress them. Yes, you're changing the weight. Yes, you may be changing the rep ranges. You may even be changing the tempo in which you're doing them, but the exercises typically stay the same. Most exercises in the gym, most good exercises, unless you're following these social media Gymshark influencers who like to bounce around in the living rooms, most exercises to actually get you the results are pretty much the same. The only time that you see them different is because people want to show you the fancy things. As they're showing you the fancy things, you're thinking, oh, I must be doing that. But that's not their workouts. Because in order to get the results, you have to do the mundane things, like the squats, you have to do the bench presses, you have to do hip hinges, um, hip extensions, so like hip thrusts and different things. Have to do shoulder presses, um, overhead presses you can do for that. You have to do all pretty much the same movement patterns and progress them. Progress them whether it's progressing an exercise, however it's still the same movement pattern, whether it is progressing the weight and the rep ranges that we previously spoke about. Have to really focus on those things. And that can get quite boring. I get quite bored of doing the same things and that's why I like to chuck in different types of training, different drop sets, different things to just spice it up a little from time to time. I don't do that all the time because I know that I have to focus a lot on the progressive overload side of things. However, by focusing on what I'm doing, by focusing on the key movement patterns and making sure I'm going essentially to failure, then I know that I'm doing progressive overload anyway. So that's another thing, is the fact that your process is quite boring. So one thing that I suggest for that is you want to get a process that, yes, it's doing the principles. Yes, for example, a process of getting your steps in, whether it's a morning walk of the morning, um, whether it is a walk of a night as well, and whether it is sticking to your calories and protein, you want to spice it up, whether it's having different choices of protein foods that you can have throughout the week or two different sort of plans for each week. So you could have a meal plan that is fitting every, all your calories and your protein, your fruit and veg, say week one and week two you have a different one and just sort of basing it off of that, whether it is planning to eat less calories so that you can give yourself permission to eat these other foods that you actually enjoy. Just making the process a lot more simple by including things that you enjoy and things that you can add in to spice it up a bit. So this next one then is a massive factor when it comes to your results. And that is external validation. Now, I had a question off one of my clients 
asking me how much results do I see along the lines of how much progress do I think they've made? And my answer is pretty much how much progress do you think you've made? Because why do you need my validation to think, right, I've done good. If you feel like you've improved on your strength, if you feel like you've improved your body composition, if you feel better in yourself, then you've made progress. I don't need to tell you really about how you feel and progress that you've made. I understand that we live in a world where we want validation of other people. We want other people to tell us, oh yeah, you're looking better, you're performing better. We want other people to tell us that. I completely get it. However, by giving people permission to, say, comment on your body in a positive way, you, in turn, give people permission to comment on it in a negative way. And that is something I don't agree with at all. So you want to turn that into internal validation. What can you be proud of yourself? Every weekend, write down things that you've achieved that week that make you proud, whether it's increasing the weight at the gym, whether it's increasing your your daily movement, whether it's eating more fruit and veg each day of the week, whether it's just planning your meals a bit more. That is something to be very proud of yourself and it's something that you can carry with yourself and if you're proud of yourself, that will in turn increase your confidence too. And that ties into instant gratification. We all want instant gratification. We all want to get the results now. We don't want to have delayed results. We don't want to wait the next 12 months or two years, three years, four years. We just want the results now. And that's, this is something I massively struggle with, especially with business and different things. I really struggle with instant gratification because essentially you're putting in the work, you think, well, why am I, if I'm putting in the work now, why should I get the results later on down the line when now is where I'm doing the hard work? Well, the truth is, one of my coaches, he puts it across like this. There's a little story about bamboo. What it is, is there's a special type of bamboo that when you plant it, a farmer went and planted it. So the farmer's planting his bamboo, uh, watering it, watered it for one year, nothing happened. Watered it for two years, nothing happened. Watered it for three years, still nothing happened. So he just kept watering it and watering it. He checked back in six years, and after six years, it had grown to over 32 feet in three months. So it didn't grow at all for six years, but in three months, it grew over 32 feet. Because what it was doing, it had to grow its roots in the ground first. Its roots had to grow, it had to build that foundation in order to maintain its strength, maintain the results it's going to get. Because it had greater potential, it had the potential to grow extremely fast and extremely tall. So, I always like to think of if you are taking long for your results... Well, chances are you need those foundations because your results are going to be exceptionally sustainable. They're going to be exceptionally strong results and they're going to be great. But you need that foundation first. Without that foundation, your results are just going to go straight away. We've all done it with these fad diets where we get the results and we fall back off. But to get proper lifelong, life-lasting results, 
we need those foundations. We need to grow our roots. The issue with that, though, is especially in the day of social media, we have comparison just all around us. Now, comparison can be a good thing, but on a whole, it is a very bad thing. The reason I say it can be a good thing is if you're comparing yourself to someone, you're thinking, oh, I want to be like them, I want to beat them, it can be a good bit of inspiration. But the issue is, if you're comparing yourself to someone who is well ahead of you, it can be very demotivating. The same as if you're comparing yourself to someone thinking that you're working harder, but they're getting better results, you're then going to be demotivated for the amount of work that you're doing too. Especially on social media where you only see people's highlight reels. You never see the hard work that people are putting in. You never see the struggles that people are going through on a daily basis. And the same as they might not be going through the struggles that you're going through. You might be going through a lot of other things other than what they want. Now a good thing that I like to do whenever I see myself doing this is if you're comparing yourself to someone, you have to compare your whole life compared to the whole of their lives. For example, everyone talks about wanting to be millionaires. That's a prime example people want to be. They want to be these big billionaire, millionaire people. Now, the issue is, if you look at any of them, they hardly ever see their children. They hardly ever see their family. If you look at Gary V, hugely successful businessman, if you check him out, he said... One of his, he said in one of his interviews that he only sees his kids of a Saturday. Only a Saturday. Imagine that. Would you want to give the time up of spending with your family, spending with loved ones, you're socialising? He doesn't get to do that because he's got that much money. He's got that many people relying on him now because he went so successful. So he can't really step away from it. But that's his life. You're probably comparing yourself to him thinking, oh, I'd love to be that rich. I'd love to be that successful. But... With that success, you have to sacrifice other things. So you can't just want the good things people have. You have to have the negatives that come with that life too. So whenever you're comparing, you've got to compare the things that you might love about your life that they haven't got. You've got to compare the whole story, not just the highlight reels you see on social media. Which brings me on to my little quote that I made up, which is... Poor planning leads to poor patience. This is a little roundup of this episode. What I mean by that is, if you're processed, so we all know for fat loss, you need to essentially be resistance training. You essentially need to be resistance training and eating enough protein for being able to maintain as much muscle or possibly even grow muscle, but at least to maintain as much muscle as possible so you're just targeting your body fat. Now, here is the big thing. With fat loss, it is essentially just a calorie deficit. But there's quite a lot more than that. You have to be planning. You have to be planning things into account, things that are going to help you stick to your calorie deficit things that potentially might come up, the barriers that might come up. So you have to factor them in. Perhaps you notice that you eat out of to cover your emotions quite a lot. Well, 
if you are just planning, I'm just going to eat this, just going to go on a meal plan, but you're avoiding your feelings, it's only a matter of time before your feelings take over. But if you plan time to go and deal with them, to journal about them, maybe seek therapy for them, well, that's going to have a massive impact on your patients because you're going to feel better for it. You have to plan better in order to be more patient. Because if you're planning is just too rigid well that's going to test your patience too much then too and if it's not rigid enough if there's just too many variables going on you're going to get overwhelmed and again that's going to test your patience because it's going to get to a point where you just burn out from everything that you're doing make it more simple but not so simple that you have you neglect the things that could potentially get in the way for example with your walks we know that you need to keep your movement up and we know that you need to keep your calories low. So, once you drop your calories and you're going for your walks, perhaps you're getting bored of your walks. What if you set different routes for each day? What if you set different times for each day or maybe a different podcast or a different song to listen to each day then too? There's quite a few different things that you can be doing. So as I say, if you want the results, you have to be patient. Now, a couple of ways that you can be patient is, again, to plan better and to focus on things that are going to validate you more. I recommend on a Sunday evening, plan your meals for the week. Start writing down what meals you're going to eat, the calorie content and the protein content of them. And I would definitely plan a snack. Plan a snack for if you want to eat something in the evening, later on in the evening, you have that decision already made so you don't go into what you call decision fatigue. Now, I'll be talking about that a bit more in another episode. However, a lot of it can become from decision fatigue. If we're constantly making decisions throughout the day, as we get to the night, our decisions get poorer. So you have to massively focus on that. Another couple of things that you really want to do is plan things perhaps for your enjoyment. Plan strategic meals, strategic things that you're going to enjoy, things you're going to enjoy. Plan it so that the costs and the benefits are equal. Yes, you're going to have to sacrifice things to get results, but you don't want to sacrifice so much that it just keeps testing your patients all of the time. So perhaps planning a cost and benefit analysis of the different processes you're going to do. Planning a day where you have validation coming from yourself and nobody else. So here's what I would do for the week. Sunday, plan your meals. Calories, protein, chuck them in. Plan something to prevent yourself from having decision fatigue. Over Monday, write out three things that you want to achieve that week. Whether it is hitting a certain amount of workouts. Whether it is sticking within your calorie limits and eating certain amount or different types of fruit and veg on a tuesday then i would explore my feelings explore my feelings as to how yesterday went how monday has gone just explore that a little bit wednesday wednesday i would focus on a sort of de-stress day what i mean by that is a day where you're a bit more relaxed bit more relaxed on maybe your 
movement, yes, still hitting your non-negotiable amount of steps, but it's a bit more relaxed by it. Trying to be more relaxed, be more sociable with people, and you'll feel better then too. On a Thursday, what I would focus on is just a bit of thought. So it's, I like to call it Thoughtful Thursday. Just where you're just working on your thoughts of the week. What things have gone well, what things haven't gone well. So the way I like to break this down for Thoughtful Thursday is three things. Write down three things that have gone well so far, three things that you need to improve on this week for the rest of the week in order to get your results. Friday then, I like to explore what I'm going to be excited about for the weekend. What have I got to be excited about? Have I got anything to be excited about? If not, I didn't plan my week very well because I didn't plan something to be excited about. Since Saturday is all about studying, learning things, whether it's learning about nutrition, learning things about myself, whether it's learning things about training, learning things, just anything, just try and learn something of a Saturday. And we're back to Sunday where we're all planning. So that's my little thing about patience. If you have any questions regarding patience, then let me know and I'll perhaps be able to help. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. If you could share it around to your friends who you think might have benefited from any of this, then that would be great. Also, if you'd like to give me a follow on Instagram, my handle is bradley.hume. I'll be producing a lot more content on there as well.